Welcome to the podcast of the First Baptist Church of Tryon. I'm Jeff Harris. I'm the pastor here at First Baptist, and I'm grateful for you joining us today. I must say, podcast might be a bit of a stretch because really this is our weekly sermon, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this week's sermon. I will give one word of warning, though, especially to those of you who are driving. Sermons um, from time to time tend to put people to sleep, so if you're driving, be real careful. We don't want you to fall asleep, because we'd love to have you tune in next week. (laughs) I hope you enjoy this week's sermon, although enjoy is really not the intended outcome of a sermon, but I am grateful that you took the time to listen, and I hope you have a great week. I'll catch you next week. Welcome to the First Baptist Church of Tryon. Welcome to another sermon and another opportunity for us to gather from our homes to, to worship. Just two quick reminders. We, we worship together at 11 a.m. on Zoom. You can find information about that in the description below. We'd love to have you join us. We're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together today. And also, thanks to all of you who filled out our recent survey. If you have not filled out the survey yet, that helps us know what you're thinking uh, and, and allows you to offer some input as we think about how to move forward in these strange days. You can find the link to that survey below also, and we'd love for you to fill that out. Our text for today is the parable of the leaven or the parable of the yeast. And, and I thought I could start the joke. I could start the joke. I could start the sermon by telling you a joke about yeast. And I'm sure that you would get a rise out of it, but it's kind of a corny joke, so I won't tell it. That That's how corny it was, right? Y'all must didn't even notice it. Ah, we, we preachers have some... I mean, there's nowhere to go but up from there. That's the good thing about jokes that tacky and corny. But we are again in Matthew 13, and we are looking at another parable. Very short parable, just a sentence, and here it is. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'll start with a confession. I've never baked a loaf of bread. I really don't know the first thing about baking a loaf of bread. What I do know is eating bread. I'm fairly good at that. I enjoy it very much, especially a fresh loaf of bread. Is there anything better than a fresh baguette? Especially maybe with a little olive oil or or sourdough when I was a kid. <laughs> I loved sourdough bread so much. And we had a couple of neighbors who would bring some to us from time to time. And sometimes my mom would fix some. And I remember this one occasion where I just kept sneaking into the kitchen and grabbing another piece of that sourdough. And I, I ate so much of it, I made myself sick. I had a friend of mine when we were in college 
You may remember that chain Quincy Steakhouse. Well, we would every once in a while grab lunch there because they had this cheap blue plate special and it was sort of like home cooking. And it was cheap. That's why we would eat there. But I had this one friend of mine who was so cheap that he wouldn't even pay for the cheap blue plate special. Instead, he would just go through the line and he would order a water, which was complimentary. And then he would eat two baskets of yeast rolls. <laughs> I mean, it's good. Bread is so good. <laughs> Especially that sourdough kind, right? And so instead of thinking about the yeast that you might buy at the grocery store in a little packet or something, that's what you should be thinking about. Sourdough starter. That's what this text is about. Kingdom is like a sourdough starter. And so this woman mixes in this sourdough starter into the dough, except that's not actually what it says. In the Greek, it doesn't say that she mixed it in. In the Greek, it says that she hid it. She hid this sourdough starter among the flour. If you wanted a really literal translation of it, you might even go with encrypted. The yeast was encrypted into the flour as though it was like a secret message of some sorts. And, and she encrypted a little bit of this yeast into a whole bunch of flour. That's a very technical term, bunch. For those of you who, who don't know what bunch means, um, those measures of flour, the, the two or three measures, is, is like, I'm sorry, the three measures, it's like 40 to 60 pounds, which I'm pretty sure is the technical definition of bunch. I mean, that's a bunch of flour, 40 to 60 pounds worth of flour. I don't know anything about baking bread, but I know that would make a lot of bread. That would feed a lot of people. And so this sourdough starter is hid inside this flour. It's encrypted into this flour, and then it turns into something delicious. Can you imagine? You, you remember what it was like the first time you, you ate, like that fresh sourdough bread right out of the oven? You remember that? You remember how good that was? Can you imagine the first time? That a human being actually ate bread that wasn't flat? Bread that rose? It would have, I mean, that would have been strange, I would imagine, them taking it out of the oven. And now all of a sudden, it's not flat. Here's this bread, and it has risen. First of all, it would have taken some guts to have eaten that bread. Never seen anything. What's wrong? What happened? Something messed up. Most historians say that, that yeast was first used in Egypt. But you see, when they first started using it, they had no idea what was happening. They thought it was a miracle. They put the bread in, and instead of it coming out flat, well, it had risen some. And the speculation goes a bit like this. Well, they left the mixture of flour and water. They left it together a little longer than normal. It was a warm day, and, and some of the yeast that were naturally there, they started to ferment before baking. And out comes this risen bread. And 
It's a miracle. And it was. This good thing called yeast had given them the good bread. Now, I don't mean the dish on flat bread. I like naan. It's really good, but I prefer bread with some yeast in it. Good, good bread. But the thing is, in the New Testament, when Jesus uses yeast or when Paul uses yeast, it's mostly in a negative context. Which is kind of interesting when you read the parable that way, this way. In fact, to say that a little yeast leavens the whole loaf would have been similar to us saying that one bad apple spill, uh, spoils the whole bunch. What? So the yeast is bad? The kingdom is some kind of a bad fungus? Well, that might be pushing it a little too far because the truth is really. It depends on the context to know if the yeast is used in a good way or if it's used in a bad way. But it was certainly often thought of in a negative context. Not always, but it had that. So there's this kind of an interplay here, a juxtaposition between the good and the bad, which I think is not unlike the kingdom because truthfully, I think before the good news really sounds good, it often sounds bad. Because you see, for the kingdom of heaven to be the kingdom, for this good news to happen, then there is some bad news for all the other kingdoms that demand our allegiance. And for Jesus to be the king, good news, well, if you happen to be Caesar, that's quite bad news. Or for anyone else who happens to think they are king. And for Jesus to offer the good news to the poor, well, then that sounds a lot like bad news. For the rich. And for Jesus to offer good news to the outsiders, pretty sure sounded like bad news to the insiders. I think I think this kind of exchange is what the recently deceased John Lewis meant when he said good trouble. It's good news, sort of. <laughs> Depends on where you are when you hear it. Depends on who you are when you hear it. Because in order for Jesus to be the king, that means that no one else is. But the kingdom, this kingdom, it doesn't operate on scarcity. Most kingdoms do. They operate on scarcity. But this kingdom, there's nothing scarce about it. There's more than enough bread that comes out of this woman's kitchen to go around. There's a lot of bread. It's surely an exaggeration when Jesus tells this parable. I mean, who would make that kind of bread? It feed the whole neighborhood with that kind of bread. And yet, that should not be surprising for Jesus to say such things. The very one who was born in a feeding trough, 
the very one who called himself the bread of life? It's not all that surprising that this one would say that the kingdom of heaven is a little bit like a sourdough starter. And if you don't watch it, it'll make enough bread to fill the whole kitchen. It's like taking five loaves and two fish and feeding 5,000 with them and then having more left over than you had to start with. And so the kingdom is like this. Because the kingdom has a way of infiltrating things. It's encoded into the very fabric of the universe. Kind of like yeast. It's on us and in us. It's, it's in the air. It's practically everywhere, this yeast. And yet, you may not even notice. In fact, you probably don't notice it. You probably don't think about yeast being on you and in you and all around you. And yet, it is. So there is more than enough of it to go around. The fungus of the kingdom is hidden and abundant. And when you are willing to spend some time in the kitchen with it, when you are willing to spend a little time working with it or working for it or to be open with open to it, you you might be surprised to see what happens when this fungus of the kingdom gets hold of you. It might it might just ruin your bad reputation. This fungus of the kingdom. It might just change the kingdoms of this world into the kingdom of heaven. This heavenly fungus. May it be in you. May it be on you. May it be everywhere. And may this hidden fungus infiltrate our world and turn it into the kingdom of the one who said, I am the bread of life. May you eat. May you eat till you are filled. And may you go in peace to serve our hidden, mysterious Lord, this Jesus, this one who is our Lord and who is our brother, this one who binds us together as children of God, who makes us into brothers and sisters through the Spirit, who makes us into his very body, bread of life for the whole wide world. May this fungus of the kingdom fill you and may you serve the Lord with gladness all your days. Amen.